Welcome to the second of three podcast interviews with the faculty of the educational initiative entitled Overview of Optimizing Oral Antiplatelet Therapy in Acute Coronary Syndrome. These podcasts were produced by ASHP Advantage and supported by an educational grant from AstraZeneca. The content for this podcast was adapted from an interview with Dr. Julie Ace Tri, recorded in December 2010 during the 45th ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting and Exhibition. Dr. Ace Tri is Assistant Professor in the Department of Pharmacy Practice in the College of Pharmacy at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha. Dr. Ace Tri will discuss some of the clinical challenges in oral antiplatelet therapy, especially as they relate to platelet function and genetic testing. Welcome, Dr. Ace Tri. Thank you. The results of an important study called Gravitas were reported at the American Heart Association meeting just last month. Can you tell me a little about the study and what the results mean for the future of platelet function testing? Sure. Uh, so the Gravitas study looked at using uh, one of the platelet function tests, uh, Verify Now, after uh, PCI. And what they did is they took patients who, using that assay, had high platelet reactivity and then either randomized them to a standard clopidogrel 75 milligram dose or a higher dose, uh, 150 milligrams. And what they found is that uh, regardless of which arm that the people in, there were no difference in clinical outcomes at six months. And so this has kind of been a, a big hit on platelet function testing. I think we were kind of hoping that uh, even if it wasn't uh, really strong results that there would be at least something there, and there wasn't. And so um, uh, it's certainly not over for platelet function testing, I don't believe, uh, but we still are we're waiting for further studies to see if uh, maybe we can find a better way to, to use it or in, in the right patient population or at the right time. And so it has slowed us down a little bit, I think, though. You've been talking about platelet function testing as a way to assess patient response to clopidogrel. And I understand that genetic testing for CYP2C19 is also being investigated. Which of these, platelet testing or genetic testing for CYP2C19, is more likely to be implemented first? This kind of comes down to preference at this point. Uh, they both have been implemented on a small scale for certain practitioners. Uh, but unfortunately, it looks like neither one of these tests will be able to solve all of our problems. And so that kind of puts us at a quandary of none, one, or both of these tests may be necessary long-term to best uh, prescribe clopidogrel therapy. The advantage of genetic testing is that we would only need to do that test once per person, and then that would be consistent for the rest of their life. However, it only gives us an indication of one enzyme related to the drug, so we don't get any indication of baseline platelet reactivity and other things. And so perhaps, you know, in that case, you know, platelet function testing may have the advantage, but certainly uh, isn't nearly as consistent compared to the genetic testing. Uh, and so they, they both have their limitations. Uh, neither one appears to be a magic bullet. And uh, after Gravitas, uh, that I think has kind of uh, put a little bit of damper on the platelet testing, but I think we're just going to have to wait and see uh, to see what could maybe pull out of this, and it may be a none or both type strategy as well. To follow up on this, if someone close to you, like your mother or father, had acute coronary syndrome and were prescribed clopidogrel, what kind of testing or monitoring would you like to see done? It's a tough question. I think I'm torn in some ways. I would like to know as much information as possible, and so I could feel confident with what was given to them. 
On the other hand, though, if you don't know what you're going to do with the information, if you're not sure that an alternative strategy is better, then that's tough, too, because it could either give you a false sense of security, uh, maybe uh, they don't have one of the loss of function alleles for CYP2C19, or they have a lower platelet reactivity and may still be at risk, potentially, or or in the other case, uh, maybe they do have one of these things, and then you get concerned of, uh, well, maybe I should be giving them something else. And in that case, it, it becomes difficult, too, because all of the newer agents do have a higher risk of bleeding. And so I think it would kind of put me into a, a quandary there. However, I mean, if I thought they were higher risk and needed some sort of alternative treatment regardless, then I think I would push to have that decision done regardless of what the tests were. And so in some cases, it may not be as relevant to even consider testing. I think I would like to have the information, but understand that we need to be cautious with what kind of value that it provides at this point. Is there any specific kind of assay for platelet testing that you would recommend? There's certainly some that may or may not be better than others, but at this point, I feel like we're still kind of early in the process. And after Gravitas with Verify Now, that may be some indication that maybe that's not the best assay, but we certainly need more information to confirm that. So at this point, I think it would be a little too early to say that for sure. Thank you, Dr. Ace Try. This concludes this podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Dr. Ace Try about optimizing oral antiplatelet therapy in acute coronary syndrome, a web-based continuing pharmacy education activity based on the Mid-Year Symposium will be available in March 2011. To access this activity and other educational opportunities on this topic, visit the web portal at www.ashpadvantage.com optimize.